Daniel chapter 2 Perak Bet Ubishnachtayum Mahut Nebuchadnezzar Khalam Nebuchadnezzar Khalamot and in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign we'll have to come back to that in a moment he dreamt dreams his spirit became agitated, and his sleep was interrupted. So here we have a story, which should be familiar to us, of a king dreaming a dream and becoming upset about the dream. And we will see parallels to the Paro slash Yosef story as we go along. What does the Pasuk mean by the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's rule? First of all, it's instructive that we are counting by the non-Jewish king rather than by the Jewish king, because at this point the Jewish kingship is meaningless. However, this could not be the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's rule, because Daniel and his friends were in training at that point, which was a three-year process. So Chazal explained that this is the second year after the destruction of the temple, meaning when his dominion was total and complete over Eretz Yisrael, approximately the 21st year of his rule, according to Sefer Yirmiyahu. Um, so the Ibn Ezra points out that now that he's conquered his world, he lies in bed and he thinks about it, and of course we know that we tend to dream about things that we think about. Um, and his heart starts to pound and he can't sleep anymore. Why does his heart start to pound? Either because he forgot the dream and its explanation, and he just knew it was a very disturbing dream, or because it was a very intensive dream, an intense dream, and he felt very disturbed by it. Um, and psychologically, we know that if somebody experiences trauma, there's a tendency to repress that trauma. So it could be that he dreamt this very frightening dream and therefore tended to repress it, but knew that there was something wrong. So we will continue now with Pasuk Bet, Pasuk 2. And the king ordered to call all his different types of necromancers, astrologers, sorcerers, etc., stargazers. What should they do? To tell the king his dreams. And they come and they stand in front of the king in order to fulfill his wishes. The king says, I dreamt a dream, and my spirit is agitated to know what the dream is. He's upset that he forgot the dream, um, and he wants to know what it means as well. Interestingly, Rav Sadia Gaon points out that he didn't forget it, because otherwise how would he know when they tell him the dream, if it's really his dream or not? And Rav Sadia says that he was just a very mean person. He made the task even harder on his stargazers. And what Ladat et Chalom means is to know what the dream means, not necessarily tell me what the dream means. And now we switch into Aramaic. Aramit. And the, the Kazdim, the Chaldeans, spoke to the king in Aramaic. Let the king live forever. Tell your servant your dreams. And we will be able to tell you the answer. So they're speaking in this um, esoteric language, which nobody, no, which nobody else speaks, so that the court would not realize that they were being um, degraded if they didn't get the answer back, if they didn't know the correct answer. Um, and when he, the uh, Barbanel suggests that Nebuchadnezzar was upset, so he spoke in Aramaic and because he was just so confused, and that's why the magicians answer him back in his native tongue. The book will now continue in Aramaic all the way until Parak 8, 
Perakhet, which then renews its discussion of Jewish destiny. So they said to him, please tell us what your dream is, and we will tell you what it means. Anamalcha, the king answers, and he says to the and he says to the Chaldeans, izda'a, the, the word has escaped from me. If you do not tell me my dream and its interpretation, your homes will be you will be cut up into bits and your homes will be made into garbage heaps now that language of la'anot to answer and then lemor to say is a very literary device and it introduces a great a great um proclamation. And what is his proclamation? That you'll be cut up into pieces, you'll be tortured. He starts by threatening, but then what happens is when he sees that they don't respond to the threat, he then turns to a reward. And this, I think, is a psychological insight into Nebuchadnezzar's nature himself. So he continues with the offer of the reward, Pasukva. If you're able to give me the dream and the interpretation, then you will get gifts and honors and rewards from me. Okay. Just please tell me the dream and its interpretation. If you succeed, you will have all these great honors and riches. I'm sorry, Pasuk Zayin. Anu Tenenut. They answer a second time, the Amrin, and they say, Malka, king, Chalmeya, Merla Abdehu, Upishre Nahachvei. Please tell us your dream, and we will give you the answer. So they're speaking in third person now. They're not speaking the second person as they did before because they're frightened. He's threatened to torture them. So they speak more respectfully. What's the king's response? Pasukhet. Ane Malka, the king responds, the Amar, Minyatsiv Yada'ana. I know for certainly the idna antun zabdin that you are buying time, and that's literally what that phrase means. It's the source of the phrase in English. Kol kabel di azda milta that you because you've seen that I have made up my mind that I am firmly determined to find out what my dream was. So they're just getting him angrier and angrier. Pasuk tet lo uni Sorry, to hold to hold unani. If you do not tell me the dream, chadehi datchon umila chidva b'shchita hisdim netun. Okay, if you do not if you do not make the dream known to me, your sentence is unequivocal. There's only one thing that will happen. You have been lying. You have been speaking corruptly from before me. Lememar kadme adi idna. Until the time Yishtane, until the time will change. Lahen Chalma Emruli. Therefore, tell me the dream. Okay? The Inda di Pishre Tehachvunani. And then I know that you can also tell me its explanation. He so basically he's giving them a new threat that um that you not, must tell me the dream until until I'll be distracted or until the day of the death penalty passes. And this, by the way, when he says there's only one um, one sentence over here. This is we saw this as well in Megillat Esther. Achat datol hamit. It is only one law. This is the, the this was the court protocol in this time. There's only one. There's no appeal. That's it. 
So what's the response of the Kazdim? Anu Kazda'e Kadam Malka. The Kazdim respond before the king. Amrin, And they say, La ite anash al yabeshta. There is not a man on earth. Dimilat Malka Yachola Hachvaya that can fulfill the king's wishes, that can relate the king's words. Kol kabel di kol melech, rab shalit. Okay, that's why no king, leader, or ruler, milad chidina lo sha'al, has never asked this. Bechol chartom v'ashaf v'chazdeh, to any type of magician. There is nobody who exists that can do this. Even though you are so great, you cannot ask this either. There is nobody that is able to fulfill what it is that you wish. Okay? And the, the king's request is so difficult. They continue in Pasuk Yid Aleph. The, the king's request is very, very difficult. Okay? And there is nobody who can say it before the king. Okay? Except for the angels who don't live with human beings. So it's so hard that even the gods or the angels are not going to be able to fulfill what it is that you wish. So they're giving him excuses, logical excuses, why they cannot do what he wants. The king's, how, the king's reaction, however, is absolute anger. Pasuk Yudbet. Kol kavel malcha binas uktsaf sagi. The king grew very upset and very, very angry. And he commanded to destroy, to wipe out all the chachamim, all the wise men of Babel. As this is happening, Pasuk Yud Gimel, the, the decree is being implemented. And the wise men are being slain. And Daniel and his companions should also have been king, killed. Remember, they were in the court of the king learning how to be advisors. So they too were included in this decree. What happens then? Pasuk Yudalit. Bedain Daniel. Then Daniel. Hativ eta uteem la aryoch rab tabachaya. Gives counsel and advice to aryoch, the chief executioner, Dimalka of the king. Dinefak lekatla lechakime. Babel, who had gone out to slay the wise men of Babel. So he speaks to him in a very persuasive uh, manner. Um, it's interesting, the title Rav Tabachaya really means the chief butcher, but it was used to um, denote as well the chief executioner. What is he, what's the advice that he gives to him? Vidaniel al, I'm, I'm so sorry, yeah, pasuk tetvav, anava amar la aryoch. He, he, he exclaimed and he said to Aryoch, okay, Shaltia, the officer di Malka of the king, min Malka. Why is this king's decree come out so quickly? Adin milta hoda Aryoch Daniel. So Aryoch tells the story to Daniel, what has happened. Daniel engages him in a dialogue. He says, why are you rushing into this? Why do you have to do this? And the Mabim points out that this is Daniel's wisdom as well, that he's giving the king time to calm down as he engages the executioner in a conversation. So what does Daniel do? 
He goes now, he's going to try to save the people. People, Pasuk Tetzain, Daniel Al, Daniel went, Uvaemin Malka, Dizman Yinatenla. He asks the king to give him some time, Upishrela Hachveyai Lamalka, and that he will go ahead and tell the answer. He will give the explanation to the king. Now, this is a very, very daring step because we know that Daniel was not yet known to the king because we'll see further on in Pasuk Hafei that he needs to be introduced. So he's taking this daring step, but he's also making a logical request where he says, I'll tell you the answer, I'll tell you the explanation, but he doesn't discuss the fact that the king wanted to know what the dream was. So what does Daniel do now that he's gotten permission from Aryoch? He includes his colleagues, he includes his fellows, and the rabbis tell us, that the power, the power of prayer of many is greater than the power of prayer of a single person, and this is one place where they learn this from. So, Pasuk Yitzayin, Edayin Daniel lebeta azal, then Daniel went to his house. And he told the story to his friends, who he met in the previous parak, also refusing to eat the king's food. And what did they do? Pasuk Yudchet. They asked for mercy from the God of heaven, about the secret. So that Daniel and his companions would not be destroyed with the other wise men of Babel. So they're asking God to please help them so that they can reveal the secret and they would be saved. And then what happens? Yutet, their prayers are answered. And then, in a night vision, the secret was revealed to Daniel. And then Daniel, in response, praises God or blesses the God of heaven. And the Rambam says over here that this is evidence that Daniel was filled with Ruach HaKodesh. So what does he do? He goes on in Pasuk 20, and here we hear what his prayer was. Anna Daniel, Daniel exclaimed, and he said, May the name of God be blessed forever and ever. As we say in Hebrew, because wisdom and might are his. And then he goes on to praise Hashem in such a beautiful manner. He says, He's the one who alters the times, and the seasons. He um, deposes kings, and he seats kings on their thrones. He gives wisdom to the wise, and knowledge to those who know, who had a reason. So this is a beautiful praise of Hashem. And I think over here there's a little bit of a... Um, being derogatory towards the pagan gods because we know the pagan gods were the sun and the moon which mark time and here he says, Daniel says God is the one who changes the time God is the one who is in control of the seasons of the sun and the moon this also may be a foreshadowing of the dream which Daniel will explain which we'll get to Bezrat Hashem in our next lecture but we know that the theme of that dream is that kingdoms will rise and fall so let's continue and see what he says to praise Hashem. 
um, Pasuk Chafbet 22, He reveals the deep and the mysterious. He knows what's in the darkness. And light dwells always with him. Hashem has eternal light. Everything is lit up in front of him. Everything is totally revealed. Pasuk Chafgimel. To you, the God of my fathers, I praise and I thank you, or I thank and I praise you, because you've given me wisdom and might, and you've made known to me what I asked from you, because you've made us know, you've given us to know, what the king has to say. And he really, first of all, we notice that he refers to the God of his fathers. Always, Jewish prayer turns back to Zuchut Avot, the merit of our forefathers. And he thanks Hashem for revealing, not only in the singular, but in the plural, to them. The Ibn Ezra says that this is because Hashem told Daniel and he told his friends. The other possibility is that he's invoking the merit of the, of the plural prayer. So what does he do? Pasuk Chavdalid. Kol Kabel Dina. Okay, consequently, Daniel al alayoch. Daniel comes to the king, Dimane Malka, Lehovdana Lechakime Bavel, who the king had appointed to destroy, to wipe out the wise men of Bavel. Azal, he went to him, Bechena Marle, and this is what he said to him. Lechakime Bavel, al Tehoved, don't destroy the wise men of Babel. Ha'aleni kadam malka, bring me in front of the king, upishra l'malka achaveh, and I will tell the interpretation to the king. So now he asks Aryoch to introduce him to the king. First of all, he wants it to be a public event. And also, he wants to be able to defend Aryoch because Aryoch has stopped killing the, um, the, the wise men of Babel. It's interesting to compare this as well to Yosef, going to the Sahar Mashkim and saying, please bring me, don't forget to remind me to the king. Pasuk Chafhei. Adin Aryoch, and then Aryoch, Bihit Bahala, Hanele Daniel Kadamalka, quickly in a Bahala, brought Daniel before the king. V'chein Amarle, and this is what he said to him. Dihishtachat Givar, I have found a man from the people of the exile of the Yehudim, who is able to tell the king the answer. And this is, um, we see this as well, similar to the Yosef, where Yosef is rushed out of the pit when he has the explanation. And um, in both cases over here, we will have a dream where the explanation is good for the kings. It gives them plans as well as for the people who explain it. Yosef is able to save Egypt. Daniel, we see, is going to be able to save the wise men. So we have all this rush going on. But notice that Aryoch tries to take credit. He said, I found a man, as opposed to admitting that Daniel had volunteered and come to him. And he also says, Min b'nei galuta, from the exile, just as we have in the description of Yosef by the Sarah Mashkim, Nar, Eved, Ivri, all these derogatory terms. So, but he still presents Daniel to the king. What does the, the king say to him? The king responded, and said to Daniel, whose name had been changed to Belteshazzar. And I think that here, the reason for the stress of the 
um, Aramaic name is because the king is going to attribute Daniel's successful explanation to his god. Remember, the Babylonian god was Bel. Ha'itach kahel lehoda'utani chelma dichazeit upishrei. Are you capable of letting me know what the dream was that I saw and its interpretation? And Daniel's response is that no one can tell the secrets. Pasuk Chavzayin, Ane Daniel Kadam Malka. Daniel responds in front of the king, Va'amar, and he said, Raza di Malka Sha'el, the secret that the king requests, Lo Chakimin, Ashafin, Chartumin, Gozrin, Yecholin, Lahachvein, Lamalka. None of these magicians, astrologers, ne- necromancers, or any other type of person is able to tell the king. Dabarbanel points out that this was a sound political move that he was trying to advocate for the other Chachamim who are under a threat of death, and this way they would be beholden to him when he is successful. Biram, however, Iti Elhad Bishmaya, there was a God in heaven, Galei Razin, who reveals the secrets. And he has informed the king of Bukhadnezar what will happen at the end of the days. Your dream and the visions that you've had in your head on your bed are these. And we will continue with his explanation of the dreams and of the of its explanation um, in our next class, Be'ezrat Hashem. I wish you well.